Thank you for tuning in to Dying to be Perfect. I'm Danny. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Dying to be Perfect is a mental health platform that seeks to shed the light on the importance of identifying mental health issues and seeking treatment for those issues. Dying to be perfect came about because of my personal issues that I was going through. And I'm looking to help others who are going through some personal issues of their own. I want everyone to know that it is okay to not be okay. This month, we are focusing on mental wellness, the mental health for our youth and young adults. There's so many out there who are silent, who are keeping their issues held in. They won't talk to anyone. And we need those youth and those young adults to know that it is okay to speak up, to say what is going on. Our mental health is so, so important, guys. And we need everyone, especially our youth, to know that we are losing so many people to suicide because they just think that it's something wrong to get treatment for mental health issues. So dying to be perfect wants to defy the stigma of mental health. So thanks for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy tonight's podcast and I hope that you continue to tune in for other episodes. I hope that if this is your first time, that you continue to just take part in everything that is going on with this platform, that you bring others in, that you go to the website, www.dyingtobeperfect.com, read the blog, um, tune in when I have my live broadcast, and also um, go to my Facebook page, Dying to be Perfect. So thanks again for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy tonight's episode. Dying to be perfect. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to Dying to be Perfect. This is Danny, and again, we are highlighting youth and young adult mental health awareness 
And with me, I have 17-year-old Caroline Mujakoto. And Caroline, can you say hello to my listeners? Hi, guys. Caroline, thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me. Um, can you just tell my listeners a little about yourself? Um, I'm Caroline. I'm 17, still in high school. I'm a senior. Um, I'm very much into activism. Like the whole topic about mental health and mental awareness is also very passionate for me because I am someone who definitely has, you know, stuff going on for them as well. So I think it's very important to talk about those types of things. Um, I do like sports. I'm very active in my school environment. I do a lot of things like model UN, mock trials, things like that. So yeah. Okay, Caroline. And what school do you go to? I go to the Catholic High School of Baltimore. Okay, okay. And so that is a predominantly white school, correct? Yes. Okay. And so what's your nationality? Um, I am American. You, you are American. African-American? Yes. Okay. And so being in that environment, how how is that for you? especially um especially in this day and age um after covid and a lot of um black lives matter like stuff has been brought up a lot recently um you know like people have their own viewpoints and as a black young person it really can affect you um I myself have seen a lot of like changes in people because I have my own viewpoints and um and sometimes it's hard for me to, I guess, engage with other people who, I guess, don't share the same as me because I am a black person. Um, so that type of stuff, you know, really hurts me. And going to a PWI, um, it can be really hard to find people to talk to because there's not a lot of representation um, in students and as well as faculty members and staff. Um, something that my school has definitely struggled with before. Um, and so I have, you know, done my best this year now that I'm back at school because of COVID and everything, I've done my best, my best to be as vocal as I can. Um, recently, um, during, um, Black History Month, I, and uh, like a lot of, a lot of other, um, classmates my age, um, and even underclassmen all grouped together and we put together this huge presentation for Black History Month uh, where we talked about not only the positive side of Black people in our history, but also the negative side because I feel like that's something that needs to be talked about, especially since these days, you know, it's really trying. <laughs> I think we need to talk about those things. Um, and thankfully, I think we've reached a lot of people. So that was really positive and I like that. Okay, okay. Um, and so... Being a Catholic um, in itself is kind of difficult when you're Black um, because, well, in today's age, you see more Black Catholics, but traditionally Catholicism is a predominantly white religion. So you're being a Black Catholic in a predominantly white religion and a predominantly white school 
Um, do you see challenges with that as well? Definitely. I think one of the biggest things that I definitely noticed like growing up in a Catholic school um, is the fact that a lot of the times people will, like I said with representation, like a lot of the times people will paint like Jesus as like a white male. And, you know, like the Bible does not say that. <laughs> so growing up, and me thinking that, oh, like, Jesus is white, it's, like, different now, because I'm like, Jesus is not white, and I see that a lot of people um, try to, I guess, not, like, take away from the black community, but things, like, just like religion, people, like, strip things from the black community, and it hurts, it makes, it, you know, it offends me, um, so I think a lot of kids, like, my age, um, that are black, they have a lot like a harder time, um, I guess, being more invested in religion because of stuff like that. And also just because um, back then, like back, back, back then, um, when uh, white, like when white um, slave masters were forcing enslaved people into Christianity and Catholicism, it wasn't like something that people practiced in Africa. It wasn't like they didn't do that type of stuff. So seeing that, like, you know, my ancestors <laughs> did not do that, um, it makes me, like, you know, wonder, like, sometimes, like, wow, it's like, is it real, you know? Or am I, like, betraying my own people by, you know, following something that the white man has laid out for us? So it can be really, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough discussion. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, when I contacted you to be a guest, you were very excited. Um, <laughs> and that that really made me happy. Um, but why? Why were you so excited and just so willing right away to discuss um, mental health? Um, because after COVID, um, you know, like being by yourself for a really long time, um, you like tend to think and people when they get in their heads a lot can be really negative so you know not going outside not really seeing your friends as much I was you know starting to become you know who I am not like who I want to be in front of other people so I like struggled with a lot of stuff like I'm not diagnosed with anxiety but I, I get really anxious sometimes really really anxious sometimes and not only being like a girl but also like I feel like um, you know, the black community doesn't talk about mental health or anything like that. And at the time, I had a lot of white friends, but I also had a lot of black friends. And whenever sometimes I would like approach a topic or something, you know, people would just brush it off. And it like really hurt because it was like, people acted like a black girl couldn't struggle with her own mental health. Um, so I think it's important for, you know, black kids to know that, you know, we're not always going to be perfect. We're not. And it's always okay to ask for help because people try to act like it's not okay. And it definitely is. It's always better to ask for help than to not ask for help. And I think that um, your podcast definitely emphasizes that. And I think it's really important hearing it from other members of the Black community. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, let me ask you this. Um, are you from a two-parent household? or one-parent household? Mm, I, well, <laughs> I live with my mother, but I, um, 
I grew up and I still grow up seeing both of my parents like daily. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so your parents aren't together? No. Okay. Okay. But they're, are they married? Um, they're not married. They're divorced. Okay. But, okay. Um, dad is always over. So he's, I see him daily. Okay. So how, how would they divorce while at a, at a point in your life that you can remember it? Uh, I was around eight when it happened. Um, I honestly, I really don't remember it. Um, but I, yeah, I really don't remember it. Honestly, I really don't. Okay. So with but you seeing him I, daily, does it, up? Uh, did it have any effect on you with them not being in the same household or no? Um, I don't think so. I, their split was very healthy. Um, they're like best friends. So, okay. <laughs> so I think that, um, that definitely helped me not like have as much, you know, scarring as like a lot of other people do because i know like divorces can really really hurt kids especially when they're young so do you have any friends who have experienced that where you saw them go through anything or have you been through anything that was really traumatic where it affected your mental health at all um i i have seen um, a couple friends go through the same thing. Um, me myself, I've had I've had traumatizing moments, but I've never had something that was like really, really like you know gut feeling. But I have had a lot of friends that have had gone like that had gone through a lot of that. Okay, and um, so seeing them go through, um, would would they in therapy did they go through any like really bad mental health um crises where you would say that their mental health was gravely affected or um anything anything where you know of any teens who really had any serious mental health issues that their parents may not have known about? Um, yes, I have seen that. And it really hurt my heart because like I said, like people feel like they can't talk to people. And sometimes like parents will parent in a way where their kid like feels like they can't talk to them. So I've had like friends like come to us instead of their parents to get help. And you know, like as a kid, there's only so much that we can do. And a lot of kids are like stuck in this mentality where like, oh, if we say something, we're a snitch, right? But you know, sometimes you need to say something. <laughs> so right. I've seen a lot of friends go through a lot of stuff and Sometimes it's too late to help them. And thankfully for a lot of them, it, was, it wasn't too late. They got the help that they needed, which was really important. Okay. So if you knew of a friend that was going through, even though they asked you to, you know, um, or asked someone to keep their confidence, if you felt that they were really in harm's way, you would 
tell someone? 100%. Okay. Okay. So, so you do think that mental, taking care of the mental health is important? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So what advice do you have for um, the parents as far as their their teens or their young adults? Um, my biggest advice is honestly just listening. Like kids need someone to talk to. Like they really do. They don't need like a lesson or or a lecture. They just sometimes sometimes we just want to talk. Like we just want to talk without hearing. Oh, like maybe it's because you do this too much, or maybe it's because you did that too much. Like uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm tired, but they're not like physically tired. They're mentally tired. And if you're not like paying attention to it or like listening to them, you're not going to catch on to that. And I think a lot of parents will like push like the fact that like their kid is really sad or depressed away because the kid doesn't pay bills or the kid only goes to school or the person only does like sports or doesn't do sports either um so they think that kids don't have anything on their head but sometimes people can just be sad and sometimes they just want to talk to somebody um which is why a lot of them end up going to like therapy which therapy is also a good thing as well because honestly i look at therapy like not like um oh, a crazy person going to talk to someone like that's not at all how i look at therapy i think of therapy like a regular doctor like people we have a physical doctor so why not have a mental doctor mm-hmm. like you go to uh a, like a physical and then you tell your doctor what's wrong with your body right so why would you not go to a therapist and, you know, talk to a therapist about what's wrong with you up there? Like, I don't, I've never understood why that's a bad thing. And I think a lot of parents um, think of it as a bad thing because you're talking ill about your family or you're talking mm-hmm. ill about yourself or somebody's looking at you like you're crazy and now you like ruined your family reputation, yada, yada, yada. And I think that that's, it's just not okay to think that or make your kid feel like, they can't talk to other people about issues because sometimes like, yeah, talking to parents is good as well. But you know, when your parents aren't always like there, you want to talk to somebody else. So you talk to your friends, but what are your friends going to do? You know, like sometimes you need to talk to an adult, but maybe you don't have an adult in your school to talk to. So you talk to a therapist. And if I feel like at a point where your kid cannot talk to you, it's because you're not listening. You're not paying attention to them. And listening isn't just your ears. It's also your eyes. You have to pay attention to your kid. You have to know your kid. You have to understand your kid. You know, like, that's very, very, very important. Like, like traumatic stuff doesn't just happen when you're, like, a teenager. It can happen when you're, like, five, and it will be stuck with that person till when they, like, grow older and die. Like, that type of stuff sticks. I think it's really important to listen. Wow. That that's a powerful powerful statement from someone that is only 17 and parents. I've been saying this as a parent for so long. You know, COVID um revealed some some real things and like Caroline for for me um, you know, Noah had started doing really well in school mm-hmm. and 
you know, the whole issue with him at St. Michael's, you know, that changed yeah. him. You know, it hurt him. And he missed his friends and and everything. And it was a it was a, a turning point for him. And then at the same time he was going through that, you know, me and his dad were going through our issues and all of that was compiled at the same time and then he was going to high school and then his you know his high school career that when you guys go to high school that's supposed to be your fun time and your you know you're supposed to be learning and growing and you're developing into these different people but he's having to be the man of the house now Mm-hmm. And where I kept telling his his dad that I'm like, he's he now has to take on the role of the man of the house. And I'm telling Noah, you don't have to. And he, you know, he's treating me like he's my father and now talking to me like, Ma, where are you going? No, you can't do this. And, you know, just taking on this huge responsibility for somebody who's only 14 years old mm-hmm. and I'm seeing this change in him and this anger and this frustration and you know his dad's attitude was well that's what I prepared him for and I'm like but that's not what you should have been prepared because he's not a man he's still a boy He's a child. And you guys shouldn't have to take on those adult roles when you're still children yourselves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just like if something were to have happened to your mom and you were living with your dad and your dad is expecting you to do the cooking and the cleaning and the ironing and taking on the role of his wife but you're his daughter you you understand what i mean that's a lot that would be a lot on you and but my husband's in my husband's mindset well that's what is supposed to happen well that's what i had to do for my mother, I was working, I was, but that doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. And we have to break these cycles. And because he's holding on to all of his tr- childhood trauma, then he has, you know, he's, he's, his attitude is, well, it's nothing wrong with it because that's what I did. So my son can do it too. And then Noah is constantly getting angrier and angrier. And I'm getting more and more worried. And it's depressing me more and more because I can't fix this situation for my son. And so he's having to take care of me more and more because I'm getting more and more depressed. So it's the situation is not fixing itself. Dying to be perfect. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors.
so it, it just it's just a continuous cycle so sooner or later like you said um we we have to break the cycle but everybody wants to hide behind this perfect family this picture perfect family and you nailed it on the head and so did the young lady who um rain who was also 17 she's a senior in high school and and she said the same thing that parents are so busy trying to cover up the truth that they don't want to listen to their kids or they don't want their kids to speak about what's really going on and so the situation becomes sad because then their kids end up repeating the same thing with their kids and it gets worse it doesn't stay the same it gets worse it gets worse because more things are readily available they are easier to obtain and then the kids you know the society is just a lot different and so the kids become worse off mm-hmm. you know so we we gotta you know we have to do something different and we need you and your generation to make the change but you guys need us to step up and support you uh-huh. you can't do it by yourselves I'm so proud of you for just, you know, having your own voice and being willing to speak up about it because, you know, you're 17. It's kids your age, it's kids younger than you that are taking their own lives because they feel like they're being judged. They don't have anyone to talk to. And and I had to come to terms with the difference between condoning and accepting because you can accept something but not condone it i might not like what my children have chosen to do or who they have become i might not like the choices that they make but that doesn't mean i don't love them and I don't accept those choices, but I don't have to condone it. Like you can, if that's what you want to do, then that's your choice. And I love you, but I'm still going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. I'm still going to remind you of how you were raised. You just can't do those things around me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't talk to me about it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to listen when when you talk to me. But that doesn't mean that we are going to do those things, you know, together or I'm going to let you do it in front of me or whatever the situation may be. Um, But I also want you to be who you are. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to, to be who you are. You, it's not because we all have our own identities. We really do. You know, no matter how we raised our children, they're going to end up being who they are in spite of. And we have to love them through it and accept them through it but understand, still allow them to have their voice to, to speak. And it's okay. It's not an embarrassment. And I think that's what people get so caught up in is that they feel like they're going to be an embarrassment. Well, why? Because you're allowing people to judge you and you're allowing they're allowing what other people think to to really matter to them but why because they're not comfortable with who they are because if we're comfortable with who we are then we don't care what people say and what people think I think a lot of society loves to push their own insecurities onto other people. And it bounces off. It really does. It bounces off a lot of people. Like, like being in high school, I can see somebody say, oh, like, I don't like this hairstyle. And, like, the same person who's just saying that they liked it will turn around and be like, oh, yeah, like, I don't like this hairstyle either. And it's like, why would you let somebody else make you not say what you like? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yes. Yep. Yep. Because we're not comfortable in our own skin. And that's a part of having a strong mental health. You you know, once your once your mental health is good, you don't care what anyone else thinks. I wouldn't care if I like something I like it it doesn't matter whether other people like it or don't like it I'm wearing it because it's what I like Mm -hmm. of course we want to look good we don't want to look crazy but I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna put on us I'm not gonna start wearing something because everybody else is wearing it I'm going to wear it because I like the way it looks and I'm comfortable in it. Not because, oh, they're going to think this looks good. No, I don't care how good other people think it looks. If I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. And if I do Uh like it, I am going to wear it. And that's how it should be. But the kids aren't going to think like that if the parents don't think like that. It's still grown people who are worried about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm just so proud of you. And 
who you like the, the fact that you can have your own identity you're not trying to be like your sister or your best friend or your cousin or you know follow behind the group you're you're you want to be a leader and you know some leaders lead people to bad things but you're a leader nonetheless mm-hmm. you're not following other people because you can be you can be a leader and you can be the leader of a gang mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have people following you to do some bad things but you are a leader nonetheless i i can't get with the you know the whole i can't talk to you because they don't like you and the whole you know i'm friends with you today but if she comes tomorrow i can't talk to you because i don't want her to see me talking to you and all of that stuff it's crazy that any sense I see it every day. Oh, every I know. Time. I know, especially in an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. But I never... Don't You don't want to talk to me? Oh, okay. Keep moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. I have the same friends in school. I was not with the popular the the most popular group in school and i wasn't with the least popular i was in the middle but i didn't have to be i mean i most people knew me but it wasn't because i was in with the most popular crowd i didn't need to be with them and i need didn't need to you know i was just neutral i didn't need to be seen none of that because most of the time people will know you just because you stand alone and you can stand on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. But you, I am so proud of you. So what, what school are you going to go to? Um, I'm leaning towards Bowie State and McDaniel. Okay. And you, what do you want to major in? I want to major in political science. Okay. Okay. And what do you plan on doing with that? Um, hopefully I might, you know, my dream is like to work in the government, <laughs> but if that doesn't, you know, work out in my favor, which is all right. Um, I want to do something activist related in the world because I think that's important. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds good. You sound sounds like you have a plan. And I am happy that you have a plan. I'm happy that you are in tune with your mental health and that you know how important it is and that you are um, just so aware about what's going on, um, that you can recognize when other people are struggling or need help and that you're just not thinking that it's okay to just leave people out there on the limb by themselves. We all need help. And I just hope that you know that at any time, if you need to talk or if you 
you know, you need a resource or you need some assistance, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And I hope that um, I can depend on you if I need you to maybe talk to someone or um, encourage someone to, to seek some assistance or whatever. I hope that I can depend on you to um, be a, a ear for them. 100%. Okay. Well, Caroline, I definitely um, appreciate you. Um, do you have any, like, anything going on, like, any side um, side things that you do, like, for extra money, like, you braid hair, or do you do, like, anything to make oh. money, or were you working on a project or anything? I really, really wish. <laughs> I really, really wish. Um, I'm just focused on really graduating and building my connections when I get into college. That's okay. Fine. Oh, I do want to work at um, a Barnes and Nobles. I've recently been into like books, a lot of books about self love, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, books just seem really interesting now. So, I want to work at Barnes and Nobles because I like the scenery. Okay. Well, I do have a Barnes and Noble connect. Um, really? Yes, I do. So, I will reach out and see if they are hiring. And if they are, then I will make sure that I get in contact with you or let um, let him have your information. And maybe I can get you a little summer job or something, a part-time Thank job. You. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. See what happens when you, um, you know, when you get in contact with me. I'm still <laughs> always the one trying to help people get jobs, still you know, still making it happen for everybody because that's what it's all about. Everyone just trying to work together to help each other. That's what it's all about. Okay. All right. Well, Caroline, thank you so, so much for um, taking time out to speak with me. Um, maybe you can talk to your sister, your mom, your dad um, next month for the month of April, I'm going to be highlighting family mental health awareness. Um, I'm not sure if you guys ever did family counseling or anything like that, but um, even if you haven't, um, I just want to, you know, get some families together and sit down and talk and um, see if everyone is on the same page about mental health. I'm not sure if you guys ever spoke about it or whatever, but maybe, um, you can talk to them and see if they would like to join you in this, you know, conversation. Um, and you can be a part of it together. That's a lovely idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And um, guys, thanks for joining me speaking with caroline and pronounce your name for me one time <laughs> caroline mujakoto and thank you for tuning in to dying to be perfect please like share support and subscribe to my website at dying to be perfect dot com that's d y i n g t o b e p e r f e c t e r 
F-E-C-T.com for my blog, or you can contact me at Dying to Be Perfect on Facebook. And I am available to listen to my podcast on Anchor, Google, Apple, and Breaker. I'm Danny, and thank you for tuning in to Dying to Be Perfect, where we are defying the stigma of mental health. Have a great night.